0: And now, from McAllen City Hall, a meeting of the McAllen City Commission.
1: Good afternoon, and welcome everybody to the regular City Commission meeting for March 8, 2021. If you please stand with me for the Pledge of Allegiance filed by the invocation by Commissioner Tanya Ramirez. I pledge, I pledge allegiance to, to the flag of the United States of America. America.
2: And to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under in God,
3: indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Let us please uh, bow our heads. Dear wise and loving Father, first let me say thank you. On behalf of all who are gathered here today, thank you for the many blessings. Thank you for life itself, for the measure of health. We need to fulfill our calling for spiritual nourishment and friendship. Thank you for the ability to be involved in useful work and for the honor of bearing appropriate responsibilities. Thank you as well for the freedom to embrace you or for the freedom to reject you. Thank you for loving us even so, for your limitless and gracious nature, amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Okay, we have a couple proclamations today. The first one is International Women's Day and Women's History Month. So she's going to present that with Commissioner Ramirez reading the proclamation. So all the women here that want to, or the men,
4: Okay. Yeah, we'll do it.
3: Well, good evening. Well, Women's History Month and International Women's Day is a global celebration of the social, economic, cultural, and political achievements of women. And International Women's Day was celebrated for the first time in 1979 by the United States by by the United Nations. A women's history month was first celebrated in 1982 by the United States Congress. And the focus of the celebration, and the the focus of the celebrations around the world and the country range from celebrations of respect, appreciation, and love towards women to a celebration of women's economic, economic, political, and social achievements. And the month of March is is a celebration as Women's History Month and March 8th marks International Women's Day, providing an opportunity to pay tribute to this and celebrate and recognize women's achievements. And the city of McAllen is proud to continue to celebrate the women leaders of today and tomorrow within the organization and throughout the community. And we'll celebrate this year by encouraging women to be the light, be the change. Now, therefore, I, Tanya Ramirez, city commissioner for the city of McAllen of Texas, by the ritual and authority vested in me on behalf of the mayor and the city commission, do hereby proclaim the month of March and March 8, 2021, as Women, Women's History Month and International Women's Day in McAllen, Texas. <clears throat> well, first of all, I guess last year we actually had a lot more women up here because we didn't have covid well not last (laughs) year the year before and this this day well this month is is for us to appreciate not just not for men to appreciate women but also for women to appreciate each other because us alone we can't do anything and women we carry a lot of hats mothers daughters sisters because, yeah, sometimes we have to take care of our brothers, too. <laughs> uh, we, professionals, lawyers, engineers, and so many other careers, judges, we have, oh, my God, planners, communications. And here in the city of McAllen, I can tell you that women are in the forefront of the many changes that, that McAllen is, is going through. With Yahide at the convention center, we have Sochil uh, as well. Uh, we have here Sochil. Here we are. So there's a lot. Ms. Perlan, our city secretary. We also have uh, Elvira, which I'd like to say that she was the first female uh, director. Uh, and so just just you know, this is something that will continue to be shared uh, throughout the years. So Sochil, you want to say something? Oh no.
5: Thank you, Commissioner, and really I'd like to thank uh, the City of McAllen, uh, Mr. Rodriguez, uh, for allowing us to uh, celebrate this. Um, Some of us did actually come from other um, work environments, municipalities, where this is not the norm, and as you can see, this um, amazing group of women who I look up to and admire, um, this room became very empty. Mm -hmm. These are your leaders, but the City of McAllen allows us to be uh, leaders Um, in our job and they didn't hire us because we're women but because we were the best for the job. And that is the encouragement that we continue to receive on a daily basis, not just this month and not just this day. Um, So our our role and and our goal is to be uh, the best in every one of those um, roles that we play that Commissioner was talking about, whether it is mother or sister or daughter or employee or director um, or community member. So thank you for allowing us to continue this celebration And thank you to all the ladies up here. I'm so proud to work with all of you.
6: Okay,
1: go get your pictures. And I might point out that we, out of 37 department heads, 20 are women. And one of the problems when you start naming one, you should name them all, but we don't have time because there's 20 of you. And so, uh, thank you. And I know at all our houses up here, every day is Women's Day, right guys?
6: (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Are we going to take up? Are we taking future
6: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's going to take 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Some discuss
1: Okay, now we're going to call the uh, public hearing to hear items as recommendations from the McAllen Planning and Zoning Commission. I'm sorry, I was so excited excited about Women's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's uh, National Nutrition Month. Ileana Guerra's here, and Commissioner Zamora's going to. What a guy to read this thing! (laughs) Zamora's restaurant.
6: Because when you go to Zamora's restaurant, you get good nutrition. (laughs)
2: could I have Ms. Eliana Garza. All right, very good. Ms. Garza? Yes. Okay, hi, Joaquin Zamora. City of McAllen Proclamation, State of Texas, County, Vidalgo, City of McAllen. Whereas food is the substance of which life is sustained, and whereas the type, quality, and amount of food that individuals consume each day plays a vital role in their overall health and physical fitness, and whereas there is a need, for continuing nutrition education in a wide-scale effort to enhance healthy eating practices and whereas encourage all citizens to join the campaign and become concerned about their nutrition and the nutrition of others in the hope of achieving optimum health for both today and tomorrow. Now therefore, I, Joaquin Samwater, City Commissioner of the City of McAllen, by virtue of the authority vested in me and on behalf of the Mayor and the Board of Commissioners do hereby proclaim the month of March 2021 as National Nutrition (coughs) Month Uh, Witness here of signed by Joaquin my, someone myself. Congratulations. And Ms. Garder, would you like to say a few words?
7: Yes, thank you. Um, first, I want to thank you, Commissioner, and all of the council members, and you, Mayor Darling. Um, myself and Rachel and Andy, we're all registered dietitians here in our communities. And we first want to thank you for being champions of health and nutrition, the city of McAllen. Um, We know that health and nutrition is really the foundation so that we can have a good community. And I applaud all of the efforts that the city of McAllen has made from the various walking trails to the bike trails. Um, It's it's so much that the city has done, but there's so much still more that we need to do. We know that the Rio Grande Valley in general has one of the highest prevalence rates of obesity and diabetes, but we hope to change that. So this is a good start. I know that on behalf of myself and all of the registered dietitians here in the in the area of Macallan, um, we're out there fighting every day, trying to change people's lives every day, and teaching them how to make healthier food choices. So thank you for this support, and we are hopefully we can do great things in the future. Thank you. Thank you. No, there's two copies. Oh, you can take one.
1: I know if you eat properly, I was looking at what we have up here. We don't have, we don't, we have um,
6: fruit. Fruit. fruit.
1: And uh, if you eat properly, you really, really do feel
6: better. It's a. College made with
3: i chair. Another that they would have been right
2: now. <laughs> Blue. Blue.
1: No. <laughs> no I thought of something I can't say Luis you got this okay we're going to convene the uh, public hearing for routine items as recommended by the McAllen Planning and Zoning Commission and uh, we have items a1 one right
8: yes sir uh, before you is a condition use permits that are recommended approval by the Planning and Zoning Commission uh the first request for a conditional use permit is for a one-year permit for a bar at 2200 nolana avenue suites 2212 and 2214 Uh, this was disapproved but with a favorable recommendation to grant the distance variance and the permit the second request uh, b1 is a uh, conditional use permit for life of the use for a guest house this is located at 5020 salinda drive recommended approval uh, another request, condition use permit for life of the use also for a con- guest house at 7200 North 4th Street. Uh, this, too, was recommended approval by the Planning and Zoning Commission. Uh, item C is a public hearing uh, and we'll ordinance. We'll do for-
1: that separately. Excuse me? We'll do that separately. Uh, it's another public hearing. Okay. Okay. So is anybody here to appear in against items 1A1 <coughs> or B1 or 2? And just because the... Uh, recommendation was um, disapproval it's really for approval because it had takes a variance for a bar to be within um, a certain distance of schools churches residences etc right. okay hearing uh, no opposition i entertain a motion to approve item a1 and item b1 and 2.
9: so moved as approved by pnz second, second. recommended okay
1: motion and second all those in favor say aye all right Opposed, same sign? Motion carried. We'll end that public hearing. We'll have the second public hearing Is for an ordinance to amend the foresight MacAllen comprehensive plan to remove Yuma Avenue from thoroughfare plan from 2nd Street to Jackson Avenue.
8: Okay, this request is to amend the uh, comprehensive plan uh, to remove Yuma Avenue from 2nd to Jackson Road. Uh, It is on the thoroughfare plan, it's a collector street which requires an 80-foot right-of-way. Uh, The uh, section is primarily residential with majority of the properties abutting zone R1 residential. Uh, Sidewalks can be accommodated within the existing right-of-ways. Before adoption of the Foresight McAllen, properties developed along this section of Yuma had a 60-foot right-of-way with 40 feet of paving. Uh, It was uh, at that time prior to the Foresight, which was adopted in the early 80s, and basically it's a two-lane road in that section, which is the western quarter-mile of yuma avenue the item was considered at the planning zoning commission of march 2nd at which time staff recommended to a reduced amendment that came from discussion with the engineering department uh, the amendment would only remove east yuma avenue from 2nd street to mccall road and the section from McCall to jackson would remain on the thoroughfare plan following discussion the board voted unanimously to recommend to the city commission approval of the amendment Removing East Yuma Avenue from the third plan from 2nd Street to South McCall Road only. And there was a person in support at the meeting of the request.
1: Okay. Is there anyone here to appear against the recommendation as presented? And this is just to accommodate the existing right of way and pavement as. Primarily, as yes, sir. Freedom. won't change. Okay. Uh, then I entertain a motion to approve the uh, amendment motion to true. the 4th at McAllen. Motion so move. Okay, motion and second. So yeah, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. That's the end of our public hearing. Next item are the consent agendas, items 2A through R. Mayor, <laughs> like take to have item C removed. Can I just make a comment? Item B, C, and D are all the same items as it relates to paving Correct. our streets, and we spend 3.2 million dollars, right? Roy, that's a pretty average budget to improve our city streets. Um, and that's why you see seconds, uh, all the major thoroughfares occasionally get repaved, and it's very expensive um, per mile to do that.
10: Item A. Hmm? A. a. You want to <laughs> take A off?
1: Okay. Did you want item F also, the Hearst Agreement? The- I, to I, I took item F off. Okay. I had a question on that. So A Did so far, AF. You're the proofreader for the city of (laughs) McAllen. A, F, and C. A, F, and C? Right. Okay. A, F, and C. Okay, then we have B, D, E, and then G through R, unless we um, change those.
9: Move to approve other than A, F, and C.
1: Okay, we have a motion to approve item um, B, D, E, and G through R.
10: Second.
1: All in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign, motion carried, A.
10: On A, the uh, regular meeting held February the 22nd, item 1B1. It's a conditional use permit for a liquor store on Ware Road. The minutes reflect the unanimous vote. Um, I voted against that item, and I want the, reflect, the record to reflect that.
11: OK we
10: make that correction? And then you have a motion to approve with that correction? Yes, I make a motion to approve, approve. Uh, item 2A with the correction. Okay,
1: In second? Uh, all those in favor say aye? Aye. 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 Opposed, same sign, motion carried. Uh, now we have a C, right?
4: That was the uh, water contract high density mineral bond
2: pavement. Who, who asked for that? I did. Well, well, is better. On this one, is this a different, uh, Oh, jeez, I don't know how to refer this to it. This
12: is a new product. A new product, here we go. Different this is, is a new we product. Um, we had a very small pilot project, bless you, bless you that uh, we completed just north of the development center to see how the product would hold up. Sorry. And we were very pleased with the outcome of that, and so we'd like to do a larger, I'm still calling it a pilot, it, it is uh, quite a substantial amount, 320,000, but we'd like to see how the contractor works in the area um and this the duration for this product takes a little bit longer than what we're used to seeing for it to be laid in, and the closures and the rejuvenator that we were using we're still continuing with that product this is one other method that we'd like to incorporate um, it, it lasts a little bit longer than the rejuvenator and it has a, a different purpose also um, as far as the distresses in the streets it forms a coat over the asphalt um, it's applied it has to be let uh, to cure and so they have to close the streets for a uh, longer duration of, of time so we're picking uh neighborhoods or a neighborhood that qualifies that has an alley so they can use the alley for access we're going to work with the uh, um, public works as well we'd like to give this product a try i think it, it would work and would be a good another tool for us to use
2: uh does it appear at least from from reviewing the the documentation that the life of the road surface will last even longer than the what's it called bentonite what was it called uh-
12: it's a rejuvenator, Reclamite. Oh, reju- reclamite, there we go. Reclimate. Yes, sir. I, I it um, I, so. I think because of the, the application uh, tends to, to last longer, I think it does give us um, an extended life. The Reclamite is really for that three, one to three year range to keep the pavement in really good condition. Uh-huh. And so it does also extend And This is just one other method that we can try as well. Very
1: good, very good. I'll make a motion to approve. Okay. a so question? Good. Do you have a second? Second. second. You know, uh, there's portions, I travel on 2nd Street a lot and, and a, little, a little bit over on McCall. And McCall now is a state road though, so they have to take care of that. But on 2nd, there's like potholes, there's areas where you know he had alligator and now it's, they're, they're, we're putting um, tar in there every once in a while. It doesn't justify doing the whole street. What's the plan for that or is that just what we have to do is fix the potholes?
12: So we do have to fix potholes when they occur. Second Street is a little bit different because we're along an irrigation canal, and there are um, leaks and other things that occur, and so we we tend to see a, a, um, primarily along the outside lanes, uh, yes. closer to the curb. We tend to see um, those alligator cracks because water is, gets underneath, and so that causes this problem. But so we do have to do the potholes repair um, when that happens. We um, contracted with a company to do an analysis of all our city streets. We're getting that analysis complete and so we're going to have a more uh objective subjective more scientific (laughs) (laughs) analysis of of what we're doing with our streets conditions uh condition index and so we're going to be able to present that to you uh for this next go-round and uh do our uh repaving contracts using that analysis yeah
1: because normally we don't just do one lane or something and it seems like some of those streets that you're right next to the canal the sub base is a little yes. less than the other ones because of um it's a bit damp or whatever so okay
10: another quick question similar the uh the benson trails and you know, there was uh, a lot of cracks in those trails uh, early on in the life of that project but it looks like there's there, there's it's been fixed remediated at some some level was something similar to this done there or do, do you know what, what not they did? this product no sir okay
12: Um, for for our trails we we are um looking at different methods to uh do that resurfacing simply because the the asphalt doesn't have the weight on it as a street would and that helps to keep it compacted um pedestrians are much lighter than vehicles and so we don't have that wear that keeps keeps that compaction and so we're we're looking at other methods and different things we can do to, to assist with that for right now we've just really it's been the conventional we remove it and lay down another asphalt mat okay got it.
1: okay any other questions we have motion and second all in favor say aye 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 oh same sign motion carried. uh f
12: so right. you had asked why hearst hearst has the contract for this product the item that was just before you um to has a contract to use that product it is pr- proprietary and so we're asking to use their current contract um and just to allow us to extend the those same unit costs to the just city.
1: for this one item, not hearse is just
12: for this one item.
1: I, and we're sure that when they got the bids for that contract, they it was the
12: whatever. cost that we re, that that they have provided is at three dollars averages of, with all the costs included about three dollars and fifty uh, cents a square yard, and that's a reasonable cost.
1: In HGAC or ByBoard, they don't have any. They don't offer this product, or
12: um, I don't believe so. No, we worked no, with no. purchasing. Uh, my staff is saying no we work with purchasing department for this so
1: okay thank you any other questions or comments and entertain a motion to approve so second all those in favor say aye. Aye. aye aye opposed same time motion carried thank you thank you very much we're all down to
4: 3a <laughs> 3a is a request of david Geralt on behalf of action Coach grand valley to consider a sign variance at uh, 100 south bicentennial boulevard
8: This is a request for assigned variance. The properties on the southwest of Bicentennial on the west side of Bicentennial between Austin and Beaumont Avenue. It is zone C four as are the properties to the north, south, and west, and C three on the east side. Uh, you have got various commercial uses and vacant land in the area. The variance is from section one thirty ten two of uh, the signed ordinance, which regulates the number of freestanding signs on the street. Based on the 300 foot of frontage, this property has a long bicentennial. The existing two freestanding signs on the property are the maximum that it's allowed. Uh, they're proposing to add a third freestanding sign on the south portion of the property. Uh, to have a third sign, the ordinance requires them to have uh, 450 feet of frontage. Uh, the basis for the request is that even though this is a corner lot and a sign could be allowed on Beaumont Avenue, The applicant proposes to place it on bicentennial so that each of the three tenants at this location have their own separate sign on bicentennial being the primary roadway. Also they indicated that the placement of the sign would balance the aesthetic of the property with one sign at the center of the property and the other two signs on each of the corners. Staff recommends disapproval of the variance request as the sign can be placed on the side street or be accommodated on the existing sign. Uh, should the variance be granted, the sign should be placed as proposed on the approved site plan, and can be conditioned on no additional, no more additional freestanding signs on the I, property.
1: I had a question. Your objection isn't because it's you know it's near that T that intersection there. It's not because of that. It's no, just no because sir. It's not obstruction.
0: Okay, but is that, is that in front of um, Kurt Stevens' office? Is that where his office is going to be also? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. There's
8: three different tenants in that there, building. Right. There's down.
0: Grandy, LED, and then there's Kurt Stevens, and there's Action Coach.
8: Correct. That's the proposed one. Right. The Action Coach.
0: Okay. So right now you only have Kurt Stevens and Grand, or yes. just, just Kurt.
8: Uh, there's uh, Kurt Stevens, and then the one on the north side. North side. Right. And then Action Coach is proposed to be on the south side of the property. Not Along a big sign. The or just
1: the same.
6: It's the same size as, as the. the rest. Rest. There's the
8: same configuration, same sign, same aesthetics of the other two signs that are existing.
0: And you're not allowing because there's too many on that property already.
8: Right. based on the foot frontage, correct? They could put it on the side street or they could join the signs together, but they're asking for each one to have their own independent sign. Uh, so that's why they request this coming before the commission. And
0: who's they? The owner of the building?
8: Uh, the applicant for erection sign. I believe Mr. Garol is here today. If you want to have uh, any questions on that part.
1: And you're granting no because you always know on those sign variances. I am you're recommending no
10: So the sign wouldn't uh, obstruct uh, view?
8: No, sir, it's, it's I, out under the schematic plan that's in your packet. It's um, outside of the site obstruction as required by ordinance.
2: Oh, okay. So the only deficiency is the 150 feet to make up the 450-foot requirement to allow for three signs? Correct.
1: Well, you know, I think it's, it's one of the nicer buildings on Bicentennial, yeah, it it's a historic nice. building, and if it's three tenants, it was never meant for three tenants and now it has, no, I don't know no why we would do it.
2: Mayor, I'd like to make a motion I think to approve it might the variance. I'll second.
3: Too much, if we put another third sign there. I mean, because that building is beautiful, and I don't know if there's, if adding like an adi- like But if it's something
9: small, similar, I don't think it'll have any effect right. on Yeah, yeah so your, uh, the distance from
11: the proposed, proposed to the existing one on the far end is 273 feet. They're not, they're not, you don't, they're not right next to each other, so they, it doesn't look cluttered. And they're on the corners. Yeah.
0: What did you say, Mr. Someone, I'm sorry.
2: we got a motion to approve the variance request made by the applicant?
1: Second.
0: So go ahead and put a sign in. To allow to put I the
1: sign. second. Well, I have it. OK, you motion second. Second?
6: Okay.
1: and second. We take your into consideration. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank so you. Well, we all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. Thank you. B.
8: Item 3B is a consideration, reconsideration of a variance request for a property located on Val Costa's uh, Drive. It's uh, 1,100 feet west of 29th Street. Uh, the .87 track is currently in the uh, ETJ, and the city limit is directly west of this location. Uh, the surrounding zoning is R1 is, uh, <clears> to the west, and you've got vacant land. You also have three different schools at the corner of Russell and 29th Street. Uh, the property fronts on the approximate 10-foot paved section of Costa Road, which is an undedicated street with an access easement. Uh, the pavement extends west from 29th Street and ends on the west side of this particular track. Uh, the contractor initially purchased the property in 2020 with the intent of building a home on the property. Uh, they did, however, start construction without the benefit of getting a building permit or a subdivision plat process approved. Uh, they are proposing to install a septic tank and use existing shoreline water lines. Uh, since the property is not being subdivided, services such as fire hydrants, drainage improvements, street improvements, or other city infrastructure are not being proposed or exist. Uh, the st- uh, construction did start without a permit, and that was stopped by the county. Uh, there has been five similar variances granted for properties fronted on the 10-foot un- uh, paved section of Acosta, Costa, and five homes have been constructed on those variances. Uh, There is seven vacant tracks still available along La Costa. Staff recommended at that time and recommends disapproval of the variance request and requiring the subdivision process in compliance with the Texas Local Government Code and McAllen subdivision ordinance. Uh, The variance request, again, was denied by the City Commission on January the 11th. Uh, Neither the applicant or the prospective property owner were present, Uh, Ms. Eunice Espinosa, (laughs) did advise staff that she has since purchased the property and that she had not been advised by the contractor of the meeting date of the 11th, so she was not present either at the meeting.
1: We got uh, that. Excuse me? I mean, you just give us a summary. Yeah, she's ex- she's here okay. to present
8: the appeal to the board. Uh, I had a question. Of the is, that, of the is
1: that the road, It's that paved portion, is the road that they're extending as they develop property on that? They're, that's been the case. If they don't
8: front a paved section, they'll extend it to and through their property. But is this this case, that,
1: it's like a 10-foot piece, what? It's about
8: eight to 10 foot of pavement,
1: yes, sir. And it's an expensive house. I don't understand. And we have, we granted four variances. When do we do that,
8: the, over the last several years, there's been a total of five variances granted, and those have had houses constructed on those properties. Right. Uh, so right now, there's a total of seven properties uh, out of those 15 tracks, and there's still seven that are available and for and some of those structure.
2: tracks are actually within the city limit. And, and Mr. Mayor just came like on his, us. Yeah. And and I'm going to admit. I was one of the first to request that variance uh, about two or three years ago,
1: and uh, because you, I made a mistake.
6: If, <laughs> if you're going to buy a house, oh, I didn't you're going to put a happen. house
1: on a lot that's developed with those kind of properties. My God in heaven, why? Right. Why wouldn't you do a street in requirements? We're going to let you talk in a second, but. No, yeah, I just don't think po- you do a favor to the property right. owner. Someday they're going to sell it. Nobody lives right. in their property. And what's
2: most mm-hmm. concerning, at the time that I originally voted for the first track or lot three years ago, I didn't expect almost a flurry of additional development like this. And then I just realized that there's three lots that are actually within the city limits uh, that are contiguous to the rest of the lots as you head east towards Ruth Road. Um, you know, I, I I can sympathize with their situation. Uh, but you know that's the part of the cost of development and having stormwater sewer, curb and gutter, asphalt. Those are the very basic elements of of city structure uh, and mobility. Um, and, and as I said right here, I regret that decision that I made three years ago. Yeah. And so I don't know if there's any other discussion needed, but so, I'm going so to make a motion. This
1: company bought all this property up and is now selling it single lot. And tell them go get a variance. No,
8: there's been different builders, different people that have purchased properties. Uh, it's never, it's generally not been the same. Uh, there was one that had like two lots, but um, this is a different one.
0: Have others been passed already, or this? It... Uh,
8: there's been five previous requests and yeah. that have been approved, yes, ma'am. And they were conditioned
1: on the whole harmless agreement contractual we agreement and dedication of the right-of-ways snowball
0: i understand yeah i know
1: because we're going to be out there in 15 years putting in the street at the right. taxpayers expense because some I agree developer maybe. sold property at less than developed property value if you did that yeah, uh, mr mayor i'll make a motion to uh, disapprove the request for well mayor. let's hear the okay uh, this one um uh, ma'am would you come up here please oh. i'm sorry i did a prelude like that it's and it's not you There's it's just thing. taking a look at that
13: uh, so when i bought this property um i initially spoke to my mortgage you know company because um i wanted the property into my loan so they recommended i would put the property under my builder's name and i mean if he started building i assumed he had a permit you know and I, i see my house being built and all of a sudden i see that back in november that um my frame like everything was, was stopped, you know? So that's when we come, he comes to tell me, you know, we need, we need some more paperwork. We need some permission from the city. And, he's, and I trusted in him because he built the house, the first house in that street, you know? So I trusted in him that he was, I mean, he's a builder that a lot of people, I mean, he, he's done a lot of work, you know? So I assumed that he knew what he was doing. And um, I came to know um, about a month or two ago, I came that you know i came by the city and they told me that he they were requiring a, a variance and that he didn't even come to the meeting um i talked to him and he told me he was gonna go to a meeting and he was like I'm, I'm gonna go and when he told me he was just like yeah um they are disapproved it right but so i talked to michelle rivera here at the commission and she advised that i because i changed i told him to get, sign me back the property and that i was going to move forward and i was going to fire him that i would you know comply you know with everything that y'all request Mm -hmm. so because my my frame is deteriorating like this is Mm -hmm. a lot of money invested in this property like i had no uh i was not aware of this whole situation with him and and he told me that um i mean that he would have to do whatever he would have to do so i could complete my home but I mean
6: I wouldn't see how how to do it from
1: this point. Well, let's see about that. Did they did you requ- they request the variance to the utility board? Did they grant the subdivision variance? Excuse me? Well that'd be nice because really what, what we're we would be asking not for you to it wouldn't make any sense for you to construct a road right in front of your house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But eventually when you have twenty lots out there, yeah. you wanna you're gonna wanna have a road.
6: Yeah.
1: I'm I'm guaranteeing you want. There's no drainage or anything else and so you'd want one. So what we would do is require you that if the if the street gets within 300 feet of your property, that everybody there that's going to when we get ready to do it would have to put their money to put the road in.
13: Yeah, well, I would comply. I yeah. mean, in my property, I would be responsible. Same for thing it.
1: with with sewer line. Doesn't make any sense to run a sewer line out to yours, but once it gets the density, they'll require that. And I, I don't have a problem with that variance. Uh, we'll have to figure out the other six lots we let go, but right. but anyways, huh? I, mean, I, I think we them. figure out or, or at least
9: try and figure out what we can do because I think a lot of the times I think y'all know I'm the one always thinking about the city's pocketbook But sometimes we got to think with our heart too yeah. um, Well, It's, I th- it's I think difficult, I with, see what's with, going on, with, let's see what we can do And
1: then she yeah. signs yeah. a contractual agreement right. I think yeah. that's fine Correct. because someday you're going to want a street in there But we're not going to require it until yes. there's enough people that are I mean, out there to do I, that I've
13: always been some kind of person that I try to do everything by the book yeah, It's yeah, not your right. fault Yeah, yeah it's and what, what's the say, name of the juan builder chavez. that you are uh, using juan chavez yeah juan okay. chavez juan chavez yeah i mean i i in him. him because my uncle is a, a, a painter for him and he until now he doesn't understand why juan would do uh, i mean just uh, two weeks ago i went to the county because i called him juan i need that paper so i could take him to the meeting you know so i could show him okay because mm. he assured me that there was a uh, compliance with the county and I come out to the county, and and I was like, I can't believe it! Like he just started building, just like that, you know. And
3: yes. did, he, didn't he, you say he that he was building? That said. he was building? He started building without a <clears throat> permit. Yeah, right.
6: Yeah. In
1: <laughs> violation of the county ordinance, because the county control. Well, they do septic tank slash building, but even then, you know, the county doesn't have the same building permit standards that we do. So, you know, you're building a house.
11: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um. What, anyways,
11: it sounds like. The previous variances were approved with the right-of-way and contractual agreements so i want to make a motion to approve option three which is approve the variance request subject to right-of-way and executing a contractual agreement to the owner's share of future improvements would this
2: also require a hold harmless as well
13: i already like, did it
1: yeah okay yeah and as far okay. as a um s- s- the sewer one i wouldn't want to hold her up from that standpoint so we'll, let's get that down the agenda and and maybe let them know that we don't control anything. The city commission would have recommended that the contractual agreement be given. And then if it is already, Michelle, if it had already been with the other property, I would go ahead and let them know that it's okay. As long as you apply for it, but let not hold you up.
0: Is he gonna continue to build your home? Or are you gonna look for someone else? Where are you going with My it? My husband
13: wants me to not deal with him anymore. Um, but I'm trying to figure out uh, with different builders to see who would continue building. Yeah. my house yeah. you know I might, I might have to demolish my frame I don't
0: know he doesn't owe you money back though correct
11: no okay well good luck you, hopefully some of wishes yeah, yeah, he might be able to finish it if you trust him um,
13: my husband doesn't like I was I'm mm-hmm. in completely feud it's very difficult
11: is. to find a builder to, to take yeah. over a, an incomplete project Yeah, yeah I mean
1: you you have reason to do that right from this meeting so yeah. I don't want to yeah. say more. I think Mr. Uh, okay, Mr. Haddad so motion, motion, I'm a second. Segment, motion, second, okay. motion, um, second. All Thank in you, favor sir. say aye. Thank you. Aye. Both aye. same sign, motion aye. carried. And Michelle's going to do that for you with the. Okay.
13: Thank you very much.
11: I think Mayor, <laughs> board. Mayor just uh, in thinking for future variances, if we ever have a street that comes up where there's been historical variances past, it'd be nice if the aerial maybe had which tracks have variances so you get a little bit of a history with what you're looking at today in this point in time. Right, yeah,
10: good idea. Yeah. Yeah, or
11: more, more
0: driving around to just see pop in and ask for inspections and stuff. Yeah, this I, is
1: not our first. Well, part of it's because we've annexed a lot in the last yes. um, four years, so we're picking Correct. up territory we never worried about. But that's what's happening in the county, you know. And I'm going to just lose my little speech. And the state will not let us in voluntary annex. Those are colonias are developing that this city is going to pay for in the next 25 years. I'll guarantee it. Because substandard develops not houses but substandard subdivisions are going in all around us. I, I heard the drainage out there um, near Moore Field, you know, borrow ditches uh, being permitted. It's terrible. Okay, never mind. <laughs> You're right.
6: Okay, that's up to.
1: You ready? What we 3C see
4: 3C is consideration of variance for North Via Cantera subdivision.
8: Okay, this is a 44-lot private single-family subdivision. It's in Mc- uh, it was in McCown CTJ since 89. It was annexed in Sondar 1 in March 27, 2017. Uh, mile 7 and a half North Road, which is on the north side of this subdivision, is designated in the thoroughfare plan as a collector street and will extend west of Stewart Road as properties develop, improving east-west traffic circulation. Uh, being that this road borders North Via Cantera on the north side, a 20-foot right-of-way dedication is required for an 80-foot right-of-way for a future paving width of a minimum 52 feet, uh, which must be built or escrow paid for paving improvements prior to recording. Uh, the developer's share of the cost of improvements, including paving approximately 14 feet, curb and gutter, drainage, and sidewalks is estimated to be $133,166.21. Uh, The engineer, on behalf of the developers, has submitted a request asking that the improvement cost for mile seven and a half north road be waived. Instead, there are owners proposing to build a hike and bike trail and landscaping strip along the north side of mile seven and a half north road. It would be maintained by the HOA uh, once, uh, that would be formed and recorded once the plat is done. Uh, We did reach out to the parks department and they indicated that this section Uh, of mile seven and a half north does not include a hike and bike trail. Uh, So this would be sort of an isolated improvement. Uh, Also, staff is recommending option three, which is disapproval of the variance request and require a financial guarantee for the improvements. Uh, Engineering department has concurred also with the recommendation.
1: I don't get it. So you're saying allow, is request but make sure there's a financial guarantee
8: to finish it? No, to disapprove the request and require them to either escrow or to put a financial guarantee for the improvement cost. Oh I'm one
1: oh seven? Right.
8: For miles seven and a half north, correct. Yes sir. If if the variance is granted then the city would be responsible for that portion when that roadway gets improved. And the developer is here also in case he'd like to present to the board.
1: How about the property that's immediately west of there's like two lots facing seven and a half mile and then the other lot uh, facing uh, whatever that is, Stuart Road. I mean, so who's going to be responsible for that since those look like they're already completed lots?
8: There is a subdivision that's on the north side that has been approved by the city. Uh, that is, they dedicated the right of way with improvements uh, reference on the Platte Note. Uh, the property's fronting on Stuart Road. Uh, those are existing developments. Uh, the city would be looking at acquiring those. The two properties west facing, mile seven and a half north, lo- a mile road. Uh, that also is uh, developed, and the city would have to address that requirement uh, since that is not part of this subdivision.
0: We approved one, but now we're not. You do know, are not
8: recommended.
6: the subdivision
8: on the north side uh, was approved. Uh, was back, yes, that was approved back uh, in the 90s, huh? where were different standards at that time. Uh, and it was a two lot, four lot subdivision. And they were required to pay their share of the improvements when the improvements are done through a contractual agreement. Okay, this is a 44 lot subdivision, so you got multiple lot, lot owners that do not necessarily face mile seven and a half North Road. So the developer normally in a subdivision development would be responsible to pay for the perimeter street improvements uh, they basically be a third of the future paving width of 52 feet. Only in the front part of it. Right, it would be, he's got 917 feet, more or less foot frontage along there, so that's what translates to the cost. I think the linear foot cost is $142, I think, per linear foot.
1: Right. In, in, uh, do we have to get additional right away, right, on seven and a half mile?
8: Yes, they're dedicating the 20 feet.
1: In the property right north there, it looks like they're offset a little bit from the unsubdivided portion and they've already dedicated it.
8: Right, Peaceful acre subdivision has four lots. They're sort of separated. They dedicated their portion when they planted.
6: Okay.
1: Yeah, now even all that stuff, west of whatever that 40 acres is, west wind, they've dedicated the right of way too.
2: I mean, the idea of the hike and bike trail and the 15 foot landscaping strip sounds, you know, appealing and lucrative, but it's not gonna connect to, Correct. Anything else?
8: Correct. The, the master plan for the parks, psych and bike, doesn't include this section, so it's gonna be would be isolated.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Mayor, I will make a motion to disapprove the variance request and require the financial guarantee as set forth in the recommendation. Okay.
11: Put a second.
1: Motion is second. Is the developer here, or anybody yes, here sir, wants Tom to talk against that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, sir. Please step forward. Well,
14: the main idea is that seven and a half mile ends right there in the corner. So, the city has as a collector street, but it's not that big of street. It doesn't have any traffic practically down there. The idea is to do a very nice entrance for the subdivision, put a lot of landscaping, put the nice trail, and this could be a trend for the next, the next neighbors to to continue. Now, if we do a larger street, the money's going to go in either in landscaping or in street. My idea is to do more green area so it looks better and less street since it's since since it just ends there in the corner and make it look a lot nicer and make it a trendy area because th- this area, it's gonna be a very, very nice subdivision, half mm-hmm. acre lots and one acre lofts. I'm gonna put a leg, I'm gonna do Cantera entrance. I'm gonna put a nice fence. I wanna do very, very nice landscaping. I did Via Cantera in Second Street. That's the last lot in Second Street on the north. At that time, I asked the city also if I can do the park. They said they would give me the water. I did the park, I did the trail, the last end of the trail, and it worked pretty nice, and they continue. So I think this could work pretty nice in this area also to do something similar, and to continue the neighbors to do something nice. The other option, if I do the street wider, is gonna be just a huge street, little sidewalk, and
1: uh, on the wall. So I don't think it's gonna look nice. I mean, an, I know it's an offset intersection, seven and a half mile doesn't go through there. But what's to the east? It looks like a pretty big subdivision to the east of there. Is that empty out in the seven and a half mile too? Let
14: me let me see the map. To the, it doesn't show it. To, it. This, to, to this side, the, the street really ends, it doesn't go really, seven and a half mile just goes into 107 just answer it uh, into 107 107. comes down it comes in the curve oh. yeah, yeah it curves. just yeah, yeah there's like a strange uh-huh. there's like a strange curve there so in the future i don't see a huge avenue going through there or, or big amount of traffic so i'd rather make a nice linear park for the neighbors for the neighborhood to walk around you, to use do you their have bikes
1: 107 it looks like you do do you have an entrance 107
14: yes I, I have an entrance on 107 and I have this other entrance in, in the back on seven and a half. But the entrance on seven and a half is a lot wider and it's straight to the street. And my idea is to do something really beautiful to make it look really nice. That's the main main idea.
1: This is the city limits, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, sir, this was you annexed. request annexation? It was annexed,
14: yeah. It, was it was just annexed. was annexed.
1: Well. Anybody else wanna comment Is it the
11: anything? it's a two lane street right now, right? Seven and a half? And mm-hmm. if it were, if traffic were to build up, right, because you're building a 44 lot subdivision, it looks like there's significant opportunity for development along Stuart Road that could eventually connect people from here to head towards uh, to head east on Seven and a Half Mile. But if, if eventually if this moves west of the subdivision, there it looks like there's about three lots, right, um, that already have construction on them. Mm-hmm. would the city be able to, to acquire right away or how does that work so that they would be able to do like let expand the road we, we can what he's what he would be forced to do we can
1: condemn it It depends how close out of the road of what we pay okay and damage the remainder is, what's the state do at seven and a half where it goes into 107 is that a light there or nothing and what's the big plans for that anything uh, no light there uh, I'm not aware of what the
8: state plans has uh, one point Mr. Domit did mention right now the road does stay in at Sturt Road. Yeah. But on the thoroughfare plan, uh, it does call for that road to be extended westward as those properties continue to develop. Uh, so, seven and a half mile will continue, which you're looking down the road at that yeah. point.
1: You don't uh, have really a lot of land between like seven and a half mile that. on the west and where it would go on the go through there. Those last ones that would be interesting. We'll, okay. What, well, we already have a motion and second. Any other discussion? So remind
10: me of what, what the motion and the second was on oh, disapproving. To deny the variance deny and require the variance.
2: financial uh, mm. Yeah.
10: Yeah, I kind of agree with the developer on this. Um, I don't see it being a, a major, I mean, our artillery street anytime soon. And I mm-hmm. think the uh, appearance of something that, like he's trying to do there, would be really nice to to help spur development around there as well. So,
1: where's this property drain?
10: The, the well, the rain
14: drain or the sewer drain?
1: Uh, no, the storm, storm drain. drain. The storm drain.
14: I, I think it drains to the front. I, I don't, I don't know exactly where, but okay. I'm gonna do right in the entrance one o seven. You have uh, that street there, and I'm gonna do a lake and a retention there inside the subdivision. So I wanna make it look nice all around. And the main entrance in 107, I'm also gonna put a lot of landscaping. If I put a lot of landscaping, most likely the neighbor's gonna do the same. So this is a decision, bigger street or more greenery and landscaping and more trails. So I don't know how yeah, the city wants wow. to go in the
15: future. It's,
1: it's kind of land like you got, you got all these to there of um, whatever that street is, there's houses on the north side and then on yeah. east side, except for, it looks like one big house lot in 502. What's the size of the road now? What's what, the size of the road? Uh,
8: 20, 23 feet more, more or less, the paving width currently.
1: Well, it's a 30 mile an hour limit, I hope. Right. Okay, so, okay, we got a couple of people hesitating here. Ready to vote? You have a motion and a second. I have, a motion, I have a motion and a, a, second. Motion, a second. Ready right. to vote? Yes, okay. have... All in favor of denial of the variance, say aye or uh, raise your hand. all right One, two, all oh, okay. Against, raise your hand. One, two, three. Motion failed.
9: Okay. I think if we if we can take it back and figure out other different options, yeah, or at least because if you look at the look at the property, it's out there, and I don't know whether it's ever at least anytime soon. Yeah, I, I,
5: think, I know. I know
9: we've been able to work things out before. Right. Mm. I said we give it a shot again. See, if we can set them back and yeah. see what we can
1: do. Nobody's yeah. making a motion to give the variance, but they want the staff to work with you to see if they can't work something out and take that okay. into consideration of the potential. All oh, right? They, yeah, we they need to start, start, start doing that. Give yeah. us another shot at it. So right. maybe you don't have to have a variance. If, they work, if the staff works, they can recommend it. So work something. with them and, yeah. okay.
11: Yeah, and I think we're, we're not, we, I think your renderings were actually pretty, very nice, and I wish we got those more often, right? We like the idea of it. We're not against what you wanna do. I think, um, I don't, I don't speak for JJ, but for me, I think we're looking at the future possibility for expansion and where seven and a half yeah. could actually eventually go. In, and it would strictly limit the traffic flow. Um, so if we can if you can find a balance with our departments with that, I think we can come to it. yeah, steward of
1: state road. I don't see it as a state Stewart of State Road or County, City, County. You don't know? i find that out because Stewart is not a state road. A yeah. You got to figure out yeah. what you're going to do with Stewart. You know, before you do this widening, you got to figure out what you're doing Stewart because that's going to be the collector, right. not this
6: road. Yeah.
1: But seven and a half miles. Yes. I know 107 is. But st- why would you do this if Stewart's not going to get widened? And that's a big expensive prospect right there. Because yeah, I think
3: Stewart runs. North and yes. Yeah.
2: So. Okay, why, why wouldn't seven and a half mile be an arterial, or designated as an arterial, if you're going yeah,
1: every half it mile? It really doesn't go anywhere. I mean, it ends at 107, about a quarter mile away from there, right?
14: Mm-hmm. That's very near.
1: And then, and then it's an offset intersection, so seven and a half miles offset. Way back see, when, if they would have put it through, it would have been, I think, a little different story.
0: It's an opportunity to get it all straightened
1: now. Yeah. Because you're sending Uh, a lot of traffic from 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 107 to a T intersection. I mean, I like the concept, like the idea. I'm familiar with
2: what you've done on North 2nd. But the fact is slightly different. You already had the hike and bike. It was yeah. Just a uh, natural uh, collection, oh. you know, to connect. I made a
3: to and table. here it would
14: just be by itself. <laughs> this <laughs> is um, the idea is to do more landscaping because if
0: we oh,
15: do
14: a huge that. street, <laughs> it's okay. going to be just a huge street and no time. greenery. And this way, I could make it look nicer and more. Blair, you have a,
15: a motion to
10: table. People, I have all all my trust I'll second yeah. the motion. <laughs> what? There's a motion and a second.
3: Motion to table. Second.
1: The oh. table. Oh okay, it's non-debatable. All in favor say aye. 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 Post sign motion carried. Thank you, <laughs> Tanya. Thank you. Okay. Um I think the staff gets well, a message well, and we'll see if you guys can't work that out. Okay. 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 Thank a you. Solution. You know I, never mind. <laughs> it's table. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, three, now we're a 4A manager report. Yeah, the next
4: item is uh, CARES funding. Uh, I'll answer any questions you might have. It it indicates um, how much funding we have received uh, through CARES, both from the county and others. Uh, Pretty good number, $37 million uh, for various departments. And uh, as I noted over the weekend, it looks like the package in Washington has been approved and it, it has significant amount of funds for state and local governments. We are communicating right now with uh, <clears throat> Congressman Gonzalez's office uh, getting the details for that, and uh, but it looks like that funding will be available. Is that going to come through C B D G or not? Because that came last
1: year through CBTG.
4: uh Last we heard from from the congressman was that uh, yes, it is I'm sorry, what was it? CDBG. That no, it would be coming directly in there unless it's a CDBG funded program.
1: I know, like um, on the COVID one, they're always looking for an existing vehicle instead of just writing you a check, and that's why CDBGs. Um, uh,
7: I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't hear the beginning of the, the question. Is this was new
1: cares money coming through CBDG, or just going to oh, be?
7: no, I believe it's coming through the through the state government. Through What? Yeah, through, through the, the, state the state government, yeah, to the counties, I believe. But uh, we can get yeah, you. Yeah, we're still trying to figure, figure that out.
4: It looks yeah. like it's possible it'll be a direct funding. Yeah. Uh, because it it's going to include um, revenue losses, which the obviously the the original one did not have, so that's a big deal. Um, yeah. so yeah. revenue losses will be included and everything that the county didn't fund that that the City Commission approved as projects is obviously uh, okay. eligible so, so is it going
0: to be easier for us to receive it this this go around or is it gonna be just as difficult
4: <laughs>
1: I will reserve comment well that's that's the problem <laughs> they don't like to give well I know new programs to give you money and so this so you got to convince them it's a COVID one-shot deal so give it to directly Outside of other existing federal programs that give us money. That's what they're struggling with. It's still on a
4: reimbursement basis, whether it's expense or or revenue, so there will be a process.
1: What's your view? Okay. Future, that's it? Yes. Your agenda items?
11: Everybody? Oh, for, um, I think we had put it on before, I'm not sure if we saw it, but at one point we were looking at uh, possum pickup, maybe looking at a Period of time for a moratorium.
4: I'm sorry, I couldn't. I didn't hear that.
11: Sorry, uh, the possum pickup with animal control. We we're looking at maybe discussing uh, the effects and doing a a testing period to see what the effects would be or what our benefits would be, and maybe s- stopping that. Really, I don't know if that how we oh. put that as a future agenda item. But okay, we'll
1: put, we can put possums on there. There you go. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're gonna play possum and put it on the agenda. We love possums. Mayor, we have yeah, the.
2: For good for the environment. <laughs> yeah. I have a couple in my backyard.
1: Very, <laughs> cool. We
10: uh, we had the chamber of commerce on the future agenda items at the last meeting, and then we we dropped it. But is it is it still are we still going to be asking them to come back and visit with us about maybe a continuation of the small business relief, small business grant program?
1: Yeah. Then we. Okay. I, I thought we just funded some of was in the. Um, wasn't it? What was in the consent agenda today? We had two. Funds. Yeah, no, that was a
4: specific grant. That was a um, the fifty thousand dollar grant that he asked for from the development court. But I think Omar's looking at uh, funding businesses to yeah.
1: Small businesses. COVID and Small? Okay. like a second round. It was the entrepreneur grant we just gave him. 50 yeah, that grand. was a fifty thousand. That's a yeah. yeah okay. deal. That's a separate deal. Well, I don't know. I mean, we put it on discuss or just put it on the. I think maybe bring back we... uh, the president. Uh, Steve yeah, Lanes. that'd be great. I put Workshop on an agenda item
10: as a workshop
1: instead of a workshop just money? put on an agenda oh, or maybe. an agenda
10: item yeah
11: agenda okay. item. and maybe they can do some research on maybe programs that are exist in other cities to prom, to help their local business and yeah. we could have a, a different options for program structures
10: if you want to wait to see what happens with this the current bill okay and to see if there's more money that you know we can actually make this a lot bigger uh, maybe we would wait another meeting or so but okay. not, not too much longer after that okay hopefully
3: also, um, on the Refresh 5050, um, see if we can uh, expand it like a little further uh, south on 23rd and Ware Road and I forgot what's the other street that we have.
0: Well, expand it in other areas, downtown areas too. Yeah,
3: and see, because I know I've been getting a lot of uh, feedback from people that did use them. Uh, they really like them, so their neighbors kind of saw that, that that they were doing it and they're like, well... Because I think some of the businesses are the, the the car lots that are right before military between military and Sarah and they're really bad so I think they would really <laughs> oh, okay. really they really need to need the
14: need to refresh <laughs> <What>, they need <laughs> to refreshment yes why
1: don't each one of you come up from your district on a suggestion to extend it one way or the other that's a good idea though you drive by there and you know yeah. they have borrowed ditches so the road doesn't lead itself to being. Exactly. I don't
6: know how to but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I also okay. want to
3: discuss the um, the corner of Sarah and 23rd, the n- south west corner.
1: Okay. So what we're going to do is add it to the agenda item to expand the program. Yes. Well, that's okay. another project. And then we we'll talk about the specific ones.
3: <laughs> no, but the corner of, of um,
1: Sarah and 23rd. 23rd You're and started.
3: Sarah. That's another that's a different thing. Okay. Because that's another.
4: What, so what okay. what what do we bring back on 23rd and sarah what do you what do we oh so that
3: about? one that corner i guess like the the city vehicles they or city or county whatever they pass through it so there's all like these ditches all over like all over the ground so when people are like running because we haven't gone our sidewalks yet where's mario anyways <laughs> So, um, so that's something that we need to look into because a, a lot of people have been hurting themselves when they kind of like walking towards the bus station and stuff like that.
1: Oh, where the trucks are creating right ruts acro- in the grass. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: it's r- yeah, it's They're right across ruts. the street what, from the from this, the fire station. When we
1: do South Twenty Third Street improvements, no, it doesn't have a curve. Generally, okay, Roy, since it's. A, workshop so you can li- get the specific list of those okay including the you know the enhancement of the business but things like that
6: okay Where we I, I know
1: why you're talking about because it goes back to the borrow ditches and
6: mm-hmm.
14: yeah, all
1: that okay anything or, else for the future agenda items yes Everybody, do we have
9: I hate to use the term regulation but do we have any licensing or permit requirements for contractors, mm-hmm. for building building home contractors. builders that type of stuff. Like uh, that. Yes, that I Antonio mean, does.
4: depending on the type of work that they're doing, you know, the plumbing, the electrician, and so on, they all have to be licensed to the state. But not us.
10: And the general contractor doesn't right. Right. Not the GC. But not we the general contractor. We
0: need to up our game with some of our restrictions.
1: Can we? I'll
0: we'll put it on the agenda. This
6: is,
1: this is a workshop item. So uh, workshop. A, put workshop. Yeah. Yeah. I we put on a it on say workshop. Put it on a workshop. Because too many look of look these the um, different Correct.
0: mistakes are coming to pr- in front of us. And I know.
1: But we really can't debate what we're gonna do except put it on. Correct. So put it on. acknowledge that. Correct. Maybe we wanna look at that. Yeah,
6: let's talk about it. And get some other
1: cities before it happens so we know what's going on. Anything else for future agenda item? Some of these will have to go past June, so I don't really know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How convenient. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the
1: tabled item, do I have a motion to take this? Uh, we're um, we're ready for that, right? Because we had an ordinance yes. review committee meeting? Yes. The motion remove from table. Okay, motion to take uh, take off the table. Motion to Second. All those in favor say aye. 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 All same sign. Uh, now, this is, um, and I have Mr. Jack Edwards here. Are you here or on the internet? Okay. Um, why don't you hear what the recommendation is, and then you can come up and talk. What's the recommendation?
15: Mayor, the, the Ordinance Review Committee reevaluated <laughs> the proposed changes to the food truck ordinance, and has come back with three pro- well, three amendments to the ordinance. First, requiring that um, vendors operating within 300 feet of a residential zone or district um, only serve food for off-premise consumption, um, not be allowed to set up tables, chairs, or other seating. Uh, they also recommend amending the ordinance to provide for no mobile food vendor playing amplified uh, or repetitive sounds uh, and lastly, that the ordinance be applied retroactively.
1: Are you going to give anybody time to move their thing or- 30
15: days. Huh? 30 days. <laughs> okay.
3: Well, wait, I think we, wait, is that also for the, the off, off-premises uh, dining?
15: Off-premise dining would be limited to those trucks within 300 feet of a residential subdivision.
3: Okay. Because I know there's some that they already they're around and they, they have tables and chairs and stuff. Like that.
15: So this would apply retroactively, and there'd be a 30-day grace period for those vendors to come into compliance.
3: How many are they? You know.
15: I do not know the answer to that question.
1: Okay, um, Mr. Everett, you want to make any comments on it? Yeah. We haven't discussed among ourselves yet, but that was a recommendation from the Ordinance Review Committee, which has three commissioners on it.
16: Yeah, I haven't seen him in writing. Jack Edwards, 1321 uh, Jasmine Avenue. I haven't seen it in writing. So, from what you said, I, I understood two of them pretty well. The second one, I'm not sure I understood that one, the, what you're proposing.
15: it the, are you referring to the, the noise requirement? <clears throat> yeah. Yes. So, so so the amendment would be to propose that no mobile, no mobile food vendor play amplified music or repetitive sounds or permit someone under the direction or control of the vendor to play amplified music or repetitive sounds.
16: Okay. And the first part of that was?
15: That a mobile food vendor operating within 300, within feet, 300 feet of okay. a residential district only serve food for off-premise consumption, in other words, yeah. to-go meals and not be allowed to set up a dining area outside the truck.
16: Yeah, all right. Uh, Hilda, my wife, <laughs> is the one who's really more knowledgeable about these things, and, and there's a lot of ordinances she's looked at uh, from nearby cities and around the state. And so, but she's informed me about this stuff. And so, uh, the the tables, and it's obviously, you know, we would agree with that because we're, we're right across the street from one. Uh, so so um, I guess if you get one somewhere in the middle of nowhere or nowhere near a residential area, that wouldn't, wouldn't bother us. So I, I don't have a disagreement with that. The noise issue is still something that could, could, could trouble us because right now, my understanding is the ordinance says that, that, that a food truck cannot have any music or noise emanating from the truck. And so if you can't create any noise, then there's nothing to amplify and I make that a big that. point because... It doesn't say that, sir. It doesn't say that? No. No, no noise or no music no, or noise it, emanating
4: from the it, truck? It talks about re- repetitive uh, sound.
16: Repetitive sound, but mm-hmm. what music part of it? Amplified music. No, the current one, the current uh, ordinance. The current one is
11: basically the city attorney amended the current one. The current one said continuous music or repetitive sounds shall not project.
16: Okay, well, I don't know. The one that I read, anyway, the point would be that if you you can't create, if a food truck can't create noise, well, I would think music would be considered repetitive uh, or any other noise. So if you can't create those things in the first place, there would be nothing to amplify, would be my question. The reason I make a big point about that is because if a food truck moves 300 feet from us, Amplified music is, is still gonna be a problem, because we, ha- we already have people in our neighborhood more than 300 feet from us, and they create problems from time to time.
11: I think, Mr. Edwards, the I think you're referring to the one that was tabled two weeks ago. It included a distance requirement on amplified music and repetitive sounds. This one does not, this one simply states that they cannot play amplified music or con- repetitive sounds.
16: Oh, I thought that started out with 300-foot requirements. No,
11: sir, that's that's the dining. That's the, the takeout. That's out. the off-premise consumption portion, the tables and chairs and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um,
16: well, actually, I haven't read it. I haven't seen your proposal, so I just wanted to make sure. I really, really want to make a point about the, the music, whether it's however far away it is. I
3: I, correct me if I'm wrong, but usually when, if, they're, if, they are, if they have people consuming food on the premises, okay, usually they'll put some music or something to keep people entertained. So with the first, with the for, the first portion, which is only uh, the 300, they can only do like drive-through. Uh, so that would probably avoid them from having any music in the first place. So it's kind of just like a okay. double
6: layer.
16: Um, let me, I'll just add one more thing for you guys to consider going down the road, is that <clears throat> if they become permanent fixtures, even if there's still um, no permanent seating, uh, something that was in, a, in one of the other city's considerations was that um, uh, they're they're avoiding having to comply with some of the health and safety uh, sanitation requirements. And one of the things would be, when we first read the existing ordinance, one of the things that confused us was it talked about the food truck returning to a, a central uh, commissary. And we really weren't sure what that meant. But so, so I guess one of the things I'm getting at here is that if, if the food truck is accumulating grease and, and and waste that needs to be disposed of in a proper way, and they return to the commissary, you assume the commissary has the the way to dispose of those things properly. So if you have a food truck set up permanently in a location, I guess the question would be how are they disposing of their grease and and other things like that, and and, and in the case of the one across the street, from must they have a waste staff and so. I don't know how they're washing their hands and and using restrooms and and stuff like that. Um, So I I just put those issues out there, and maybe you've already thought about them, but um, having not read it, I'm still a little hesitant, but I I guess it sounds as though it's something that I hate. I don't want to speak for my wife. (laughs) uh, We're not asking you to. (laughs) She had, she had a, we had a very busy week, weekend this week and, and so she couldn't make it herself. Uh, so it sounds as though it's a big improvement.
1: Yes,
11: we think so. Thank you. We worked in your favor.
16: Okay, any other discussion?
1: Do we have a motion? Motion to approve. Second. Motion and second to approve as recommended by the Ordinance Review Committee. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign, motion carried. Um, the mayor's report, report on COVID, I mean, I looked at our numbers yesterday. We're still, um, uh, you know, eight or nine deaths are still there. Uh, hospitalization is um, up in the county, but down in the region, below fifteen percent in the region. So that's still there. COVID is eleven and out. I mean, um, ICU eleven output lower. But at any rate, that doesn't uh, matter except for this. The governor's passes new order. Y'all had a chance to review it with and we re- with legal department. I think the biggest thing is. Um, you know all stores and bars and everything else can open 100 percent unless we go below 15 percent of occupancy of over 15 percent of occupancy with COVID patients and so I'd remind people that if you like your favorite bar or you like your favorite restaurant or a store then you if they want you wear a mask and you should abide by it because we want to keep them open and if we don't they probably won't stay open the other thing is that in, uh, the independent or excuse me, private businesses can require a mask and we, we, we hope everybody will respect that. The chief's not here but if, um, if they don't then it becomes not a problem of um, not wearing a mask, it becomes um, no shirts, no shoes, no mask, no entry and we dealt with that uh, I think um, early last year and we don't wanna to have to do that. So hopefully honor the merchants or the store owner of the restaurant and their decision to require a mask or not and we'll all be fine. Uh, from that standpoint. And then um, I guess the last thing I wanted to say is the governor's orders was a little bit confusing and a little bit contradictory and the county's orders coming out and that's a little bit confusing and maybe it can contradict the other way. But we, have a, we think we have a choice on ours and that's public buildings. Um, for sure, public um, offices, uh, any place that generally the public has to ask permission to go in, Uh, Behind the counter, if you will, anything like that, Uh, they do. But uh, library, parks, facilities, where public is generally um, can go in without, um, there's an entrance there and do it, we have to make that decision to do. I would like to recommend that we require masks in our cities um, at all public places that the city owns and or operates. And I think the city staff that have those departments uh, agree with that. And um, I think the employees that work there would enjoy that. And so, so that's why I asked. Kind of, a, I wore my mask today because this is a public room that would require. And even though I know we have these um, here, kind of protects us. I don't know about the public, but I would hope we would continue to do that as a good example for the public. And so, actually, um, I was told we can make that a motion for today. Is that right, Mr. City Attorney? So it does say COVID matters on there.
15: I think we can, Mayor
1: okay so i make a motion that in city and as of the uh, wednesday or whenever everything else going into effect okay. that in city in city premises public places and private city offices that we require uh, the wearing of masks i'll so move Second.
6: Second. Is there uh,
10: a period or a time frame yeah, i Are think we, we review, review it as the
1: numbers came up, came out we review it from time to time okay you know we could have it as a running um, item on the agenda if we wanted to uh, which I'll keep a COVID report on there. Or monthly, you know, it doesn't have to be every meeting, but maybe. Yeah.
3: Mayor, are we also gonna be requiring the six the six feet apart or just the mask?
1: I mean, to, to the extent it can be, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what they, uh, the governor's one is highly recommend, especially to the extent you can have um, social distancing, which is a six feet. But I think in our public facilities, we certainly should, I know the parks department and I think the library maintains that now and they would continue to do that. Uh, although they don't have a limitation, I think that would reflect in the limitation of the number of participants that could be there. Ultimately, if you have to have spacing, it's, you gotta come up with a new occupancy level. And I think we have that right now. If we don't, I'm looking at Kate, right? And Mike's behind behind her. And we would continue with that. And so, um, so those two things, I guess, and occupancy limits, which really relate to spacing requirements and masks would be maintained as of right now
0: in terms of occupancy requirements the restaurants are they going to be able to go to 100 percent? that's up to ready? them they
1: can go to 100 after after wednesday you know i think you're going to have to make a decision how many people customers do i lose by not requiring masks, and and how many do i lose by requiring them and that's going to have to be up to the restaurant owners all i would say is respect whatever decision they make we would encourage masking but that's up to them and we, we respect whatever they do and hope that they um the uh, public does okay so i had a motion in a second right yes and all those in favor say aye aye Oppose, same sign that's covid uh the next is um ERCOT, um matters i, I thought senator knows had a really good article in the paper um yesterday on really um kind of what, what happened and all those. I want to report that TCAP, we're a member of <coughs> TCAP, which is an aggregation group that buys um, electricity for about 270 cities. Uh, we had a fixed contract, so we didn't have any, uh, we won't have the huge bills everybody else has. Um, uh, and, and that's good. I don't know how many of our citizens have, um, have a, a um, instead of a fixed rate, have a market value one, but they're going to get, they're going to get, um, if they haven't already very expensive bills, you know, and I don't I don't know what to say. It doesn't look like the government's gonna give any um, relief to that. I can tell you this, that in the past, when there were big ticket items like putting the nuclear plant that CP&L owned a, a share in when they um, did deregulation, that the ratepayers paid for that, and I think we're still paying for it. If you look on your bill, if it says stranded cost, we're still paying for it now. The only way uh, to, to get out of this without um, changing the charges that were made, which apparently the um, state's not going to do, is to pass it through to the ultimate consumer. And the way you do that is they'll issue bonds, pay off the person that's owed that money, and then pay off those bonds over 15 or 20 years. So if you're a consumer, you're going to pay an extra 10, whatever the government can figure, you're not going to notice amount uh, for a long time to pay it off, and so um, hopefully that doesn't happen. That's something we need to, to watch, but I, I don't know how else you go through this um, unless you just have broad, broad um, bankruptcies like you had for the Brazos um, figure. So we would have to watch that and uh, take a look at that from that standpoint. And hopefully it'll allow uh, governmental uh, local government to maybe intervene in those discussions to try to protect the consumer any questions on that? Uh, report on immigration matters. Uh, where would I start on that? Uh, last week came up that uh, it was a crisis on the border, and so we were invi- invited to discuss that in local and not local national media. We felt that we go the same thing with this is our round three of this, and third rodeo, if you will, in that. All it does is damage our, our area. We're still trying to, everybody thinks it's unlawful, et cetera, and this adds on, piles on to that. So we took the position that um, we think there's a problem with Washington needs to solve in immigration and asylum and all that in Central America. But as far as the city of McAllen goes, thanks to our partnership with um, Catholic Charities and another NGO, um, it's under control. We don't necessarily like having people dropped off at a bus station at all times of day. Uh, but that we understand that's what's happening we do test them Um, we now have a private ngo company that tests them 7 a.m to 10 p.m and so nobody goes on a bus or an airplane unless they've been tested and has proof of that that they're negative anybody that's positive um, gets sent to a facility for quarantine we're averaging less than six percent the state average is 12 percent for tested positive and and testing one out of every eight. So we're lower than that. And um, the question then I think was, you can't hold the, the, the people, the asylum seekers. Uh, we don't hold them, but we tell them they're being dropped off by the border patrol um, to our facility. And the assumption is if you don't meet our rules, you're not gonna get on the bus. That's not kidnapping them, but that's the way they think. They're, they're not out there trying to go downtown and have a good time. They wanna get to where they're supposed to be getting with that least amount of trouble they can. And so they're, when, when they're told you have to stay in quarantine till you finish quarantine, um, that's what they're doing. And, uh, and so I think that's the best way of controlling the situation for our population and the uh, rest of the state of Texas and the country to that extent. We've been told, we met with uh, DHS officials, uh, top um, uh, medical officials, uh, they don't know when they're going to get testing at the border. Uh, I think one of the problems with testing is what do they do with positives? Uh, because they're now test, they have the facilities <laughs> a tent down near Andrews Bridge, and so I think until they solve that, they're going to leave it up to us to do the testing and whatever it is involved in that. And we've told them um, we we need to be reimbursed for all our expenses. Ours are very minute compared to Catholic charities. And we expect to do that, but the, um, what we were told was that I'd have to go through FEMA, and I think the governor made an announcement that he was not going to spend um, FEMA money on uh, immigration issues. Is the um,
10: Ursula Center back open? No. The uh, the Ursula Center is it back open or
1: is it still no. no? Okay, no. And that's two things. The things that are coming to our city are only family members, family units with a kid under a child under seven years seven years old or younger. So we're just getting that. And then they have the separate, the ch- children only are going someplace else. The adults only are being handled a different way. And so that's, that's what we're working on. So I talked to Sister Norma, we're averaging about 150 to 200 a day um, of people coming through and about 20 to 25 at any one time um, in quarantine. And we have um, some fly out, but most of them do bus routes. And Mario does a great job working the bus companies. You know, one of the, pro- Greyhound just said they wanna be reimbursed because they, we fill them up on the way up north, but they come down empty mm-hmm. south. And so what bus company's gonna just operate on half a route? One way. Yeah, how, Yeah. so uh, anyways, that's, that's an issue, but we're working through that and uh, no help from the federal government on that so far, but at any, at any rate, um, we're doing that. Um, did I say it cover everything? You think? Pretty well it? We'll continue until it until it's, uh, stops. But, um, oh, on the bridge, the they extended the uh, non-essential travel to March 21st, as you know. Hopefully they'll lift that. And we're trying to talk to the new, um, when the Biden people come down trying to tell them, it doesn't make any sense for us to have to take people from Central America and our community that have COVID and are not tested but you won't let essential Mexicans come across the bridge to help our economy and and meet friends and do their business, quite frankly. And so we're trying to emphasize that. I'm not optimistic, but I hope that um, it gets changed on March 21st. I I don't know if the new federal government wants to make changes right in the middle of everything else that's going on from that standpoint, but I would hope they would do what we feel is the right thing and address the issue with the non-essential Mexican um, traveler and as far as the bridge goes they're continuing to only allow um the mpp that's the right word the people that were waiting before come across in <coughs> numbers that they can handle and they're being tested in Reynosa before they come back come across the bridge so cpp operations are still choked down to the middle of the bridge making sure people have the proper documentation before they come into the united states and qualify for asylum and we met with the bridge today and hopefully that'll um, that policy will continue. That's all I had, unless you had any questions. Sorry about that, but I thought you'd wanna. We had some questions over the weekend from several commissioners on that. So we're ready to go into executive session, Mr. City
15: Attorney. Mayor, item seven, A, B, and C, qualify for discussion under executive session pursuant to Texas Texas government code 551-071, consultation with city attorney. I recommend you entertain a motion to the same. Motion to
1: recess to executive session. Second a motion is second to go into executive session. or the vice of city attorney. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. We're going to recess in executive session. It is 6.36 p.m. We'll see you in a few minutes.